Welcome to episode 73 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Ariel. He's Adrian. You should be pointing pointing this way. This way? Yeah. This way? Yeah. This way. This yeah. way. Oh, this I way guess here. in the Instagram story, here. I'm pointing up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for those of you wondering, yes, my fingernails are still pink or red or whatever they are. The boys painted them a couple of weeks ago. If I knew you were going to do that or still have it on, I would have done my toenails or something. Right. That would have been a little bit weird. All right. So episode 73, KT Confidential. What are we talking about today? A few things I wanted to talk about. One I just mentioned is uh, what it means to be an essential service, specifically, obviously, with regards to real estate, because I've been reading uh, in a lot of social posts and hearing from a lot of people uh, that are real estate agents. And there's different different people saying different things. One thing is people don't know what it means. Like, I don't understand. What should I be doing? What should I not be doing? And uh, then you get other people that are doing things that I think are um, uh, not safe and irresponsible. And I think that the message should be clear that as essential services goes, it should just be for just that. Things that are absolutely... um, Thanks, Gavin. Love the matching hoodies. You missed the first part. We're... We matched last week also. Totally coincidental both days. Um, Anything real estate related right now should only be things that have to be done. So to put that into perspective, you should not be out shopping for your dream home right now. Um, I think the vast majority of real estate agents are being responsible with it. I don't think most... I think most people are avoiding uh, showings and taking people out to see houses. But there are some people that are not. I think the only circumstance where you should be, though, is if you absolutely have to move. Maybe you've already um, sold your house and you've done everything you can to try to uh, extend the closing. Perhaps you've not been successful. The other party is not able to cooperate. Uh, in that case, you need to find somewhere to go. You are only selling your home right now if you need to. Right. Which brings up a question. If So if you're out there to buy a home right now, Knowing that the home Jimmy says market. there's Jimmy says there's a lot of echo. Is your audio on your phone all the way down? Yeah, it's weird. So is mine. And he could be picking up my laptop audio. Maybe. Jimmy, is that any better? Hello, hello. Is the echo gone? Ariel's side. It's on Ariel's side. I am shutting off my laptop video or audio and leaving the phone audio for me to listen to. That should be better. Gavin, it's good? Yes. All right. Yeah. So here's what I was saying is if you're out there buying a home right now, you've got some leverage in that you know, whoever is selling their house has to sell. Like who in their right mind is going to list their home for sale if they don't have to sell? That means they are probably committed to another property or they've been relocated or they've lost their job and can't afford the home, whatever the case may be. They've got to sell. Your buyer is in a buyer advantage. But here's a stat that came across um, my emails yesterday 
showings are down when you compare month over month between February, end of February and end of March, they're down 75%. So 75% of the audience that was going to look at your home last month is sitting at home where they should be. Right. So, you know, the, the market out there for, for buyers is, is pretty minimal. And that 25% of people that are going out to see homes, there is a good percentage that have to buy homes as well. So it's this weird, weird market right now where you have sellers that have to sell and buyers that have to buy. Uh, there is still a good amount of supply on the market, which is, is a little bit scary. Um, but what I think is going to happen is if everybody's cooped up at home and in self-isolation for the next two months, which it looks like is quite possible, uh, that inventory is going to diminish and deplete because there are buyers that are out there that need to purchase a home that need a roof over their heads for whatever reason, whether they've just immigrated, their leases are due and they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're strapped financially and need to downsize, whatever the case may be, there are still, there are still buyers out there. And we're going to talk about the ways that buyers are buying homes right now. Steve Bruman on our team, uh, just did a deal, uh, for a $1.2 million house last night and, um, was able to do that, uh, very successfully and very cautiously and carefully. Um, but the point is less homes being put on the market over the next two months. There are still buyers out there. Mortgage rates, like holy smokes, if you're going for a variable rate right now, you know, less than 2% rates are available, uh, which is unheard of. So, so I think this, what's going to happen is over the next two months, we're going to see a, a depletion of the current inventory. And as soon as the floodgates open where you know, the health ministers and the government and everybody gets together and says, okay, we're back to normal or as normal as can be for the time being, go back to work. Uh, I think the floodgates are going to open and, and we are going to see a really interesting market uh, for real estate. I think the prices are going to come down a little bit now. They already have. I was saying this yesterday. I think they've come down about 5% in the last three weeks. Um, and that's right across the board. But I think almost immediately we're going to see a ton of activity and prices shoot back up really, really quickly. I agree completely. I think one, I think one big miss with the government, I think what they should be doing is just completely stopping everything real estate related because you've got, if anything, I mean, it puts people in a, a bad, potentially can put people in a really bad position because you've got people that bought houses uh, in the beginning of March, uh, anytime through February, uh, during the peak of the current season where things were crazy, had tons of multiple offers, uh, houses selling for record prices, uh, higher, sometimes significantly higher than the craziness of 2017, which was the peak of uh, the last peak we saw. And then all of a sudden, now they're starting to get their house ready. And just as they're getting ready to go to market, all of this stuff happens. and. Uh, they've potentially been put in a position where financially they, one, they may not be able to sell their house Two, uh, if they do, it may be for, it likely will be for significantly less than what they had hoped uh, to get. And that may or may not pose a problem depending on the purchase price and their financial situation with the house they purchased. But if the government just said, all right, everybody stop, 
Let's get this done. Everyone, everyone will be forced to stay where they are. You wouldn't have to worry about closings. Everything just be delayed by X amount of weeks, whatever it is, and then start up again later on. I 100% agree. That should have been the ultimate decision to just shut it all down. Yeah. Like if, if, if everything is shut down, that means nobody's moving. Right. So if you're closing on a new property, well, that's delayed too. So everything gets delayed and shut down. No mortgages being assigned, no, no trading of real estate, no trading in the land registry system for new, uh, new closings, nothing. Everybody just shut down. Absolutely. Well, I had, I had a client call me. And we have to deal with it as it is because we've enlisted as an essential service. Uh, but at the same time, the Ontario Real Estate Association is sending a protocol to keep us at home. Yeah. Finally, finally, this is the first weekend that I have seen very, very, very few. I mean, a handful of open houses um, in in all of the towns and cities in the GTA that uh, uh, basically have finally decided, okay, we're not doing any open houses. But surprisingly, there are still a few out there. So. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I lost my audio for a second there. I wasn't sure what happened, but I got it back. I had a watching live on Instagram. This is episode 73 of KT confidential. We're talking about the real estate market. If you've got any questions that you want answered real estate related or even other anything about us or our team, we're happy to discuss them. Uh, So go ahead and chime in, leave a comment. I had a client a few days ago um, call me and say that there was a house they were interested in buying and they wanted to go see it. And I explained to them that at this time, we're not doing showings um, in their particular situation. It was just, you know, a house that they were interested in. It's not like they had sold their house or anything. They've just, you know, we had been uh, actively looking and kind of watching for houses that may be of interest. Uh, I don't say casually looking because they're, they are ready to kind of make a move, but it was just the very preliminary steps we had taken. Um, anyway, so I explained, listen, you, every, let's, we're putting everything as a company. We've decided to put everything on hold, um, to, um, you know, be responsible and do the right thing and be safe and limit everybody's exposure. Um, but also like, you don't want to be buying a house now and then be put in a position where you have to sell your house in a market that we have no idea what's happening. And, you know, by all accounts, everything we can see, it's not a time you want to be listing your house for sale anyways. Well, that goes back to some of my biggest advice that I give people is buy and sell in the same markets, right? This yes. is your biggest investment. So maybe you buy pre-construction and your home is closing in a year, year and a half. It's kind of uncontrollable, but it is a risk, right? So yes. um, the market could see a big peak and you gain equity on the new home that you have it closed on and you gain equity in the home that you have. Yeah. Uh, but what if the reverse happens, right? So as an example, if you buy a home today and it takes you a week to firm up on that deal, another couple of weeks before your home is on the market or a week uh, before it's on the market, it takes a couple of weeks for it to sell. That's a month spread. And in the last month, we've seen a five to 6% decrease in values pretty much right across the board. So if it was to decrease another 5 to 6%, that is potentially a big enough spread that people could find themselves in financial hardship. So you have to buy and sell uh, to the best of your ability 
where you know uh, things are on equal playing ground. And right now they're not. So if if even if there is a deal out there, but you don't have to buy a home right now, just wait. Just wait and let things settle down because you do not want to be selling a home in this market. As much as I'd love to list 10 homes right now, um, quite frankly, you're not getting the same level of service, right? Yeah, like absolutely. Our stagers, our stagers are grounded. We've, we've grounded all of them that uh, they're, they're not going out and doing staging. Uh, our designers are not doing design consultations right now. We don't feel comfortable sending them into people's homes. You don't know where they've been. They don't know where you've been. You don't want cross contaminations. Um, things like our floor plan technician, uh, the cleaners, um, our client care manager, Jen, um, our sales staff. Usually we have about well, cleaning companies, uh, yes. home inspectors. A yes, lot of these yes, companies yes. are considered Usually essential, but they're not all working. Yeah. Usually there's about 12 people going in and out of your home before it's even listed. And that's just from our team and, and our third party suppliers. So, you know, uh, we can't do half of that stuff right now. So, yeah. so you lose all of that ability. Well, Gavin was um, and, asking a, a good question that we've been receiving and he was saying, you know, on obviously on speculation, what sort of long-term um, effects do you think this will have on real estate? So I, I think based on what we're seeing, like we have a lot of active buyers um, kind of sitting on hold right now. And we have a number of people that are interested in selling. Uh, we've done recently, we've done a handful of um, quasi uh, design staging consultations. So we've done them virtually. So um, our stagers, our designers are doing consultations over using photos and video and FaceTime and stuff like that. So we know there's people. Uh, on hold, anxiously waiting to get things going again. So I suspect that once this clears up, um, you know, there's no way of telling if it'll be a sudden change or a gradual change, but it would not surprise me whatsoever if um, once people were comfortable and able to get outdoors, uh, that things got busy quick because there's so many people on hold right now that are anxiously waiting to get going, whether it's uh, free essential means, like they have to move, or they just have been looking for a long time. And I think we're going to see an influx of inventory um, and buyers. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be booming uh, whenever we hit that point. Yeah, I agree. There's a question that came in here. Uh, if they had to sell their house, would you show it? I'm not quite sure what that means. So I think, what he, I saw that. I think what he means is like, what if they've, um, what if they bought? All right, let me scroll back up. If they let's had sold if, their house, would you show elaborate. it? The social realtor, uh, if they had sold their house, would you show it? Uh, do you want to elaborate? I see. He was talking. Bit? He mentioned that when I brought up the point of my clients who had a house they wanted to see. Uh, those particular clients have not sold their house. So it was uh, an easy answer. And no, we didn't want to show it because they didn't need to move. And it was in everyone's best interest not to. But you'd mentioned that Steve Bruman had done a deal yesterday on a, a property. So maybe you can elaborate on how we did that because there are people that need to move. Um, and there are, there are ways to do it safely. Yeah. It's, it's still a conditional sale, so I can't divulge uh, too much information. Uh, but basically, first of all, Steve had a discussion uh, with me uh, and had a discussion with his wife to make sure that everybody is comfortable. I'm going to take the proper precautions. Um, so, you know, not turning any lights on, asking the 
uh, seller to have all of the lights and doors uh, open and on uh, prior to them entering. Um, hand sanitizer, um, keeping the distance between uh, all people. So what, what Steve actually did, um, which I thought was brilliant, was virtually from the comfort of their own home, he pulled up the listings and went through the, uh, the listings with his buyers and flipped through the photos, flipped through the video, went through um, any uh, virtual tours, if there were any available, and talked intimately about that property um, uh, before even considering to go and see it. Because oftentimes with, with buyers, we'll, we'll put a list together of five or six homes and, and go and see them all in one shot. And we will show homes to people that may not fit uh, some of their criteria. So as an example, if you, if you have to have three bedrooms um, and this is a two-bedroom home, you know, we probably wouldn't be showing it to you right now, whereas a couple of months ago, we still might show that as an option. So, so really narrowing down the needs, the wants, and knowing uh, what exactly it is that, that you're after uh, is super, super important. So that was the first step that they did. Uh, they narrowed it down actually to two properties. So they only had to go and see two homes. And out of the two, they chose one. And that's the one that they put the deal together on last night. And what he did in both the properties is he opened the door he went in for the tour first himself and then let stepped away, let the clients go through together, and he just hung out and made sure that um, he was there and, and, uh, and able to answer any questions, but let them uh, have their space and go through as well. Nobody touched anything. Um, and then they came out about um, five to 10 minutes after Well, that. and to put so, things into perspective, these are people that he's known for uh, a long time. He's been talking with them for at least in excess of a year that I'm aware of. So it's not like he just picked up random people on the streets that wanted to go out looking. He knew them, he was comfortable with them. Uh, and, you know, because that he was able to make an informed decision on uh, the fact that they were able to walk through the house without being, you know, immediately supervised, that sort of stuff. Um, so. Yeah, it's a great example of things you can do. I think another thing that um, would work, and we're doing this with some leases right now uh, in Toronto, we'll see how it goes, is, I mean, for these leases in particular, it's, they're the small, uh, they're three to 400 square foot condos, um, studio apartments, uh, one's a one bedroom, sort of a one bedroom. Uh, and uh, we've done, you know, virtual staging. So and had professional photography done at these properties. So through the online marketing, you can really get a good idea for what you're looking at. Like it's, you know, it's a rectangular 300, 400 square foot room uh, with a kitchen and a bathroom and stacked laundry. Like it doesn't take a lot to get a pretty good appreciation and understanding for the space and size of it. Um, so we're saying no showings. Um, nobody's allowed to go see the condos. One of these is tenanted. So obviously we don't want to put that person at risk. Um, and the average person can look at the listing and say, okay, well, based on what I see, uh, and based on the properties I've seen in person in the past, this looks like something that is or is not suitable for me. I'm going to make an offer. Uh, so what we've decided to do is if somebody wants to rent these condos, they can submit their offer with all the supporting documents. If we receive an acceptable offer um, with 
from a tenant that we deem qualified, then that offer will be accepted on condition of them viewing it in person. So there's no sense in exposing 50 different people to one condo uh, when maybe a fraction of those people, one, qualify. Half of those people may have been recently bankrupt or lost their job or who knows what the circumstances, the client, the tenant may not be acceptable in the eyes of the landlord. So, you know, why expose people unnecessarily? I think that same concept could maybe work in uh, resale applications too, uh, especially for people that are experienced buyers. A lot of people can look at a house online and say, yes or no, like this is, there's a high probability that I will be interested in some or no, this is definitely not something I'm interested in. Um, and I know like personally, I would be comfortable buying certain types of homes sight unseen on, on condition of viewing it later. You distract Those me. of you live with us on Instagram, uh, we are recording episode 73 of KT Confidential. If you've got any real estate questions, type them in now. We're going to answer them. If you've got any questions about us, our team, Milton, the markets, whatever you want to talk about, leave a comment and uh, we will answer that here. Yeah. Gavin's asking Gavin's again. Yeah, how are we uh, conducting inspections yeah, right now? How do you guys conduct inspections? I think that's a better question for you. How are you doing it? Um, I don't know. I mean, I know I've spoken with some people who have closed up shop um, and they're not doing inspections. I can't remember. There's one company I read. I can't remember which one it was, but they're not doing any business right now. Uh, they've chosen not to. Um, we just take a flashlight. Yeah, we just take a flashlight. Isn't that all you guys do? <laughs> um, that's a great question. I mean, I don't know. I would assume the best course of action right now would be if it was necessary that the inspector goes in on their own um, and does the inspection without anybody there and then provides a report afterwards. I think that's the only solution there would be. Yeah, electronic reports are beautiful. Uh, Gavin, as an example, does provide a great report. So. Um, we haven't had to have an inspection yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we can't really answer that in, in detail because most yeah. of the transactions... Well, he just turns in and said, usually on my own with the agent uh, or they stay on another floor. So that's I think that's the only answer is just do it on your own. I mean, I don't think the agent even needs to be there, maybe for liability reasons, perhaps. But uh, realistically, uh, I think the inspector on their own is is fine. Um, as long as long as the homeowner is agreeable, right? Like as long yeah. as the, the everybody knows the home inspector is going in on their own uh, for um, you know social distancing purposes and uh, yeah. um, for the safety uh, of everybody. Yeah. Uh, are you still are you prospecting still? directly for those who need to buy, sell, or lease? Sorry, I got to that one before you. Um, I think need is, you know, very circumstantial, like what deems somebody necessary that they have to do it. I think the first step everyone should be doing is, um, if, if they need to, one would assume that they've already bought or already sold. So I would say, look at all other options before you progress to the next step of buying or selling yourself. Well, the question though, the question though, is, are we still prospecting for these people? So I have a simple right. answer. We don't really prospect. Yeah, <laughs> we do what we do. Uh, we provide value and provide, um, you know, tips and, and 
good content and provide a damn good service. And, you know, about 80% of our business is through repeat and referrals. So uh, we're not actively looking for new prospects uh, all the time, but prospecting is a different, um, everybody has a different way of prospecting, whether it's open houses, open houses can be a good way of prospecting. Uh, We're not doing any open houses right now. Uh, so we're doing more of these type of things, whether it's our podcast or our videos, tip videos, posting on social media, getting in contact with our sphere of influence, our past clients, our friends, our family. Uh, that is a form of prospecting. So are we are we out there with big ads that say, do you need to buy or sell? No, is the answer. This is the wrong time to be doing that. Um, so we find that people that do need to buy or sell are actually just reaching out to us and, and getting our opinion because a lot of people don't know what to do. Even if they need to buy or sell, uh, they, they're definitely hesitant right now. So I hope that answered that, that question a bit. Yeah. Well, and we're not taking on any new business right now either. I mean, the focus should be to encourage everybody to stay home. Um, and I think there are a lot of situations where people can come up with compromises or solutions to. Um, put themselves in a safer or better position where they don't need to do any transactions at the moment. But there's tons of things for, uh, you know, on the note of what real estate agents can be doing right now, like how often have you said, Oh, I've been meaning to call so-and-so like, you know, just sit down and call all your uh, closest friends and family members and sphere of influence and uh, existing clients and see how they're doing. And just, you know, that can be a form of prospecting for business down the road. Once things get busy, there's a lot of businesses, um, real estate and uh, outside of real estate that are going to really struggle to weather the storm of not being able to do anything right now. So it's really sad. But there, for those that uh, can, there's so many things you can be doing right now uh, to set yourself up for such a busy uh, start once this is all done. I Again, uh, I think there's a lot of things we are doing now that we didn't do before. Yeah. Because we didn't have the time to do it. And there's a lot of things that everybody should be doing, uh, not just realtors. Like, this is a great time to put pen to paper, uh, as I say, right? Get, yeah. your, get your thoughts out, get your thoughts on paper. Um, I, I mentioned it in our last podcast. I started meditating for the first time with my noise canceling headphones. Um, I don't know if you can hear it, but I can hear it right now. The kids are stomping right above me. So I get the noise canceling on and, um, you know, take 10 minutes out of my day to do a little meditation with the Calm app. I love it. Um, We started working on different types of business plans, uh, started uh, doing a little bit more blogging. Um, So a lot of things that you can be active with. I, I haven't left my home office in three weeks, but I've been more productive in the last three weeks working from home in my own office than I would have uh, from the KT studio because of all of the uh, disturbances. And, um, you know, you're in and out of the office all the time, showing properties, dropping this off, pick this up. And, and now you can really just focus, right? So yeah. that's a big part of it. Uh, episode 73 of KT Confidential. Keep those questions coming in. We're going to answer them for you right now. Sorry, I keep getting phone calls. It keeps kicking me out. I don't know if the interruption is noticeable on the video or not, but my Instagram live feed is frozen. Oh, video pause. There we go. Seems to be working now. Can you see me on IG live? Can you hear me? 
I lost your audio there, Adrian. Did you? You can't hear me? I hear you. I don't know. You can't hear me at all? Hello, hello. Some technical difficulties. I can hear everything fine. You can't hear me? Can you hear me on your phone? If you turn your phone volume up, turn your phone volume up. I turn my laptop volume up. You can hear me there? Yeah. Yeah, that'll start, that'll start echoing though. I'm gonna, that's cause I keep getting phone calls. So I'm gonna try turning off my cellular on my phone. I don't know why it's doing that. It's really annoying. Is that any hey. better? Trial and error, my friend. We've never done a uh, Zoom podcast with the Instagram Live, so give us some credit, will ya? Can you hear me now? Nothing? Not on Insta. No, that's, well, I don't know, maybe... Uh... Can everybody hear Adrian and me as well on the Instagram Live? Can you just comment real quick if you can hear us? Anyways. We can end the Insta for now and just wrap up the podcast. This will be posted on um, YouTube, obviously. Every Monday morning, our podcasts are uh, streaming on SoundCloud, Google, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, um, Spotify, and, of course, the videos up on YouTube. So, yeah, Instagram can't hear you, so I'm not sure what's going on with your phone. We're going to wrap this up, guys. Anyways, we will uh, answer any remaining questions uh, for you. Adrian was just saying in our uh, Zoom chat here for our podcast recording is uh, this podcast will go live um, or will be loaded into our KT Confidential uh, playlist on YouTube. So you can go to ktconfidential.ca. All of the podcasts are there, 72 other episodes, and it will be live anywhere you stream your podcast, whether it's SoundCloud, Apple, um, Spotify, uh, we're, we're there, we're everywhere. Any questions that didn't get answered are going to get answered in the next session. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this live session of the recording for episode 73 of AP Confidential. You guys have a great day. Stay safe, stay warm, and um, peace. And for our, uh, I've already disconnected from uh, IG. I don't know if um, you can hear me. Are you can hear me okay on Zoom? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Uh, anything else you want to say for our podcast listeners before we wrap this up? Uh, no. No. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> Simple enough. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's episode 73 of our uh, second, second isolation version of KT Confidential. We'll see you next week. Bye.